magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. That's what we do here. Yep. And we're That's doing it. That's what we do. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to yes, the show. Welcome. Um, and we are back on Spotify uh, for reasons. And um, <laughs> um, so if you wouldn't mind going over there and finding us, it may be a little bit hard to find us on there initially because we haven't been on there. And so it's like, well, as soon as people start listening again, it'll pop up pretty easily but and rating us boy would we appreciate it you just have to click the stars five of them yes please that was my hypno hypnosis <laughs> technique i'm sure nobody noticed it just five, slipped right into their subconscious five, five. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever i heard about somebody listening to asmr stuff for falling asleep mm-hmm. have you ever done listen to that stuff i mean i read an article about it and then i investigated what it was but it didn't have any effect on me from what Mm. i understand there's certain people that it Mm. has an effect on and other people not oh okay just listening to it i haven't asked but i do have i i want to look into it because i bet i would like it it was an interesting article that I read. Like some people have like an eargasm response Ooh, and other people don't. Weird. What does that mean really? Have you ever had, I had an eargasm one time when I was listening to John Denver. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that like truly an orgasm? Well, it's like a audio kind of, it's like, whoa, whoa. it's like a feeling in your head or your ears, like from mm. sound that is similar to an orgasm, but it's a sound thing. But you don't it's, feel the same thing as you would during an orgasm. No, but it's, okay. it, it, it's, it is a similar thing, but oh. it's with sound. So huh. like, like if you know the, I mean, obviously, you know, the feeling of listening to music and liking it. Mm. Yes, I'm aware it's of that. It's <laughs> Only then there's like a kind of a climax to it huh. where your head kind of goes. Oh, Whoa. wow. Yeah. It, it, I've, I'm not sure if it's happened to me another time, but it was the first time Ted played Annie's song for me because mm. when I was growing up, my parents thought John Denver was cheesy. I don't know. Oh, I got okay. a lot. I listened to a lot of old music or, you know, classic music, mm-hmm. but not John Denver for mm. some reason. And then Ted played Annie's song for me in the car. And I and it happened. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> wow. I can't decide if that's never happened to me or if it happens all Always. the time. Yeah. yeah. Like I wonder if I don't recognize it. Yeah, you're just like, "Yeah, that's what happens." Yeah, that's when how you it is. Music. I do. It does make me tear up a lot. Just if I love it, like Aerosmith I mean, used to make him- me cry a lot. <laughs> Aerosmith. I used to love Aerosmith so much. I still do love early Aerosmith. But crying to Aerosmith is not something I would I would tear up with joy. With joy. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, maybe I'm having that happen all the time. Well, I've had, I mean, I definitely have had deep emotional responses that are different than an orgasm. Like, um, I I mean, I have cried quite a bit but like cat stevens Mm, van morrison the beatles 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. that kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting... But why were we talking about that? Oh, yeah, that some people have that. That's okay. why ASM... What is it? A-S-M-R, R, I think. A-S-M-R? ASM or ASMS. Like One of those two. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the people have that. They have like... They're like oh, something... Wow really different is happening well i think also people use it to go to sleep like to calm them not to have the orgasms i mean yeah maybe some people just have that i think it's interesting the thing about like crinkling wrappers yeah i mean i do like like that that. i think i would like it Hmm. i I like a lot of noises and i dislike certain (laughs) anyway um shall we discuss what we picked and talked about last week yes so last week so welcome new listeners this is when yes. we talk about the cards we drew last week uh and then talk about you know how that Played worked into our, our weeks and the energy yeah. report and practical magic how it showed up for yeah us. like a little review and check mm-hmm. in about our week so last week you drew celestite from right. crystal spirits oracle which was like angelic energy oh okay and it also had a I, big heart on it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like angelic and I feel like tuning in, asking for help, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I drew Find Your Motivation from Cosmic Dancer Oracle. And how did this feel for you? Well, yeah, definitely both of those. I mean, I did an uh, angel magic web chat for Wisdom Circle on Tuesday. So we talked about angel magic. Mm -hmm. I I was inspired in part by you drawing that card. But it felt really right. And that same day, Ted and I went for a hike, um, like our favorite hike. And I feel like really beautiful, epic hikes in the Rocky Mountains have angelic energy. Like it's a similar vibration to angels, like super strong and bright and structured and connected to the mm. sky like yeah um and then motivation wise i kept that in mind and i did feel like there was a real deep well of like inspiration enthusiasm that was connected to just having that intention like mm. why are you doing this mm. what do you care about you know so i feel like both the cards were helpful and pertinent for me yeah i had a Another one of my weeks where I'm just going through stuff without going to just like basically I feel um, that I what am I trying to say here? Like, well, I was talking to my therapist this week and he likened what I'm going through to being in trans the transition stage. I've told you this, but I'll tell the listeners the transition stage of pre of giving birth, which is the most painful part of giving birth um, because it's, of what you're creating oh right? why wanna... I'm feeling this right now is yeah well yeah because I you know like I handed my book in and then I was waiting to hear from my editor and then I was like in that in between stage which I'm going to talk about in the energy report and it was just like bringing up a lot of a lot of stuff for me and I just feel like I keep going into like expansion into like oh my god I I feel so much more like um expansive I guess just like knowing who I am in this bigger way like feeling good about it and then contracting into old patterns of like well eh, maybe not maybe not you're not 
you know, like old, just old patterns that I'm getting rid of and then clearing them out. It's just been a lot, a lot of waves, actually kind of like contractions when you're giving birth. So, um, yeah, but I have been feeling, I have been asking for more help from angels and from my guides. Like for a little while, I forget that I can ask. I think you Isn't said that, that last weird? week too. We yeah. continue, like I, I, it's yeah. interesting to me when I forget and I'm like, oh yeah, let me just <laughs> yeah. ask yeah. for help. And it is so, so, so transformational yeah. to do that. So I've been doing that all week. I have been doing that. And I forgot that's what the card was. Um, I also had this. And then also I've been feeling as I expand, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to do this creative project and this. And oh, and you gave me a feng shui reading last week. And you were saying, like, maybe you should play music more like it was just part of the reading. And I have been feeling like, okay. I want to be doing that more, but also for my business, there's things I want to be creating. And I noticed that like, if I don't write it down, then I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. because my life is so busy that it just gets filled up with, you know, other stuff, like either the regular business stuff or stuff with my kids and the house and, you know, so I want to do that. I want to start writing stuff down. Like okay. writing stuff down is surprisingly effective. And it's so simple. Like these things yeah. that we can do. Oh, I do want to say this thing. I was listening to this podcast called Quitted and they had um Elizabeth Gilbert on, who I love. Um, we'll call her Liz from here on out because that's what she seems to call herself. Um, anyway, um she was talking about how she has given up over the last three years, like many, many things. Mm. And like she's celibate right now and she didn't know what book she was going to write. Like she didn't have an idea for a book for four years. And she kept like basically asking God, like, I really want to write a book. I'm available right now. (laughs) Like, can you give me any ideas? And she was like, they'll like, you'll be notified when it's time. Mm. And then she finally has been. So, but um, and also, like, social media, she gave it up for the most part. She considers herself sober, and she's actually sober. But anyway, one of the things that came from that was um, – oh, boy, I'm just, like, going to be basically telling you about that podcast. But it is, it, is a, <laughs> it is helpful. So one of the things that came from that was, like, she spent her time basically being – devoted to herself and like feeling this love from her higher power and like really devoting herself to like basically feeling like loving all of her inner child parts is like how I would say it like really showing up as that loving inner parent like loving herself so much and then she finally got to the point where she did feel really special and like appreciated and she didn't need that external stuff like social media and then she realized like the next step is like oh well what if I'm actually not special. Like none of like if it's okay that I'm not extra, I don't have to be extra special. Oh, I love that. Ugh. I really relate to all of this. I yes. feel like this is like something I have also been through. Yes. Like this idea. And so that was something part of the expansion this week was like, oh, like I taught my class yesterday and I was like, what if like I don't have to be the best teacher that mm-hmm. ever lived? And guess what? My students don't have to be the best students that ever lived. Like mm-hmm. none of us have to be the best. Mm-hmm. We can just show up and be who we are. Mm-hmm. And like that's it. And like mm-hmm. what if it isn't about my book being like the best book ever? Mm-hmm. So if my editor comes back with 
a lot of notes or not. Like, it's like whatever happens is fine because it's like it is what it is. I listened to my inspiration. I did it. And like, that's that's perfect. So I I love that. Yeah. And she was it was kind of funny because she was like, what if we don't all have some big purpose? Because it seems kind of weird that almost 8 billion of us would have this amazing purpose to Uh change the world. You know, that'd be really chaotic. So like, what if we're just here and that is our purpose? Like Mm -hmm. the next thing that we feel in our heart. And yeah, I love it. My favorite. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's interesting. That's also, I mean, I feel like more and more, especially since I left California. Yeah, that um, was a lot of deep programming. <laughs> yeah, California. it's like there's part of the, there, there's always a spirit of place and like certain yes. values that you just kind of pick up on like, oh, that's just how it is. Yeah. And then you get out of that space, that physical space yeah. and kind of like see things in a new way. But since I've been out of California, I've been like decompressing from like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's fine if I'm not special or yes. famous or yes. the best at things. And but also like when I I also have been more and more realizing that's a family story, which also my oh, family totally. both sides real deep Californians. They've been there for many years. I don't want to blame California for all of this, but Yeah, my but, family has it too and they're from New York, so. Yeah, but yeah, Aaron, uh my brother Aaron and I were tuning into that like because I was just like, there is some kind of cult leader vibe. Like, mm. I mean, definitely narcissistic family pattern, but also yeah. like, what is that cult leader thing? And it's like, oh, this story that we're all so sensitive and so deep and so connected <laughs> to nature and no one else can understand it. Yeah, and so yeah. many different ways that we tell ourselves mm. these stories of specialness that yes. just keep you from just being who you are in yes. the world. And like, binge watching a show or doing something very yes. normal just like going out judge. gardening like yeah great that's great <laughs> and also our society you know this capitalistic society also puts all this pressure on us to like well you have to go out there and produce and make money or you're not worthy yeah. or you know you have to who are you in the world what do you I mean especially in the U.S. it's like what do you do is often like the first question people ask each other yeah it's and like, there's what? no winning either because it's well, like differentiate yeah. yourself be unique stand out yeah. but also don't be weird yeah yeah <laughs> don't be too much it would be great and don't brag if somebody yeah if somebody asks me next time what do you do I could be like well it depends on the day I spend a lot of time with my cats um I you know just like literally peak shores yeah <laughs> or and million little things <laughs> I yeah like what I mean, that is for fun times, but... Um, yeah, no, I was just joking. I, I, know, I don't think I, know. I just wanted career. to be clear. Those were my <laughs> jokey shows, not my real shows. Um, yeah, but, like, just really answer, like, from... Because, like, that doesn't... I mean, yeah, your job tells you a little bit about who you are, but just a very little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah. more to us. Apparently, in France, I have heard, mm-hmm. it is rude to ask someone what they oh. do. That, it seems like I love France and I love Paris and I have not actually found people from Paris to be rude, but I have heard that a lot of Americans feel that French people are don't like Americans and they treat them rudely, that they have a lot of rude I have things. heard that also. Yeah, but I have not. I've been there like three or four times and I haven't experienced it. So if you're listening from France, welcome and <laughs> spread the word. 
Um, okay. Speaking of spreading the word, if you could leave us a review, as we mentioned, not just on Spotify, but on, I mean, we're giving you a lot of assignments, but listen, we really appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, that really helps our podcast be seen. Thank you so much, everyone who's already done it. Um, we really appreciate it. And, you know, we just continue to appreciate it. And next week is a questions epi. Sorry. Um, and so if you could call us. I mean, I'm just going to say us. it. I'm just going to say it. Call us, please. 828-333-7181. Nobody, who is going to break the call drought? Is yeah. it you? Yeah. Maybe we it's hearing you. your voice, your voices. You, you could just call, call us, us to tell us you like us. Don't call You're, us why to tell are you us ghosting bad us? things. Yeah, don't ghost us. Come on. Or you can leave us a message. No, you can leave us an email. MagicMondayPodcast at gmail.com or go to Magic Monday Podcast and click on Ask a Question. And that would be fantastic because we love <laughs> questions. Yep. Um, we do have some for next week already, but, you know, just ask away. Um, okay. And also we want to tell you about the Goddess Provisions box, which is my favorite time of the month when I receive this box that is full of delight and wonder for me. There's beautiful things in it every time. I don't know how they get so unique every time, but there's like crystal like window hangings. I'm looking around my office to to see like, oh, this beautiful um, charger, like crystal charger that's engraved with beautiful things, card, tarot card holders, crystals, you know, the whole, the works, rings. I mean, I mean, I have gotten chocolate from them. Oh, yeah. Chocolate. Face products. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. So, it is really great. And also what happens when you buy one through our link is you support the show and we are full of gratitude. So thank you so much. And you can go to our website, magicmoneypodcast.com, click on the banner, Goddess Provisions, or go to Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast, and there's a little link there. And that would be great. And thank you. Yeah, and it's a great value too. I just want to throw that. Oh in. yeah, and they're vegan and cruelty free and plant oh, yes. tree for every box sold, so they're yeah, very, it's a very win, ethical. Win, win. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about that or promotions? Uh, yeah, I just want to mention that I am offering feng shui consultations mm, and akashic clearings. Having a great time with these, so mm. you can go to tesswhitehurst.com and click on feng shui or akashic clearing, or go to the shop. And schedule one of those. Yeah. Um, Okie dokie. So we have a guest today. Two guests. Two guests. So exciting. Mm -hmm. Tell Carol, us about them. Carol Crow and Laura Luella. They are the editors of the book Bridget's Light or Breathe's Light, depending on how you pronounce it. Tending the Ancestral Flame of the Beloved Celtic Goddess. So let me tell you about each of these ladies. So Carol Crow has walked a goddess path for more than 30 years, exploring, learning, and growing. She is a priestess, genealogist, wanderess of wild and holy places, co-foundress of the sanctuary of Bridget and its flame-keeping circle, Sisters of the Flame, co-editor of the anthology Bridget's Light, and author of the upcoming Genealogy Magic. 
So Laura Luella is a priestess certified Pilates instructor committed to teaching the strength that lies within and the owner of Goddess Pilates. She is a co-foundress of the Sanctuary of Bridget and its flame-keeping circle, Sisters of the Flame, and co-editor of the anthology Bridget's Light. Laura and Carol, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. So glad to be here. So we are... We're gonna, I, I feel like we don't have to just talk about your book, but let's talk about Bridget. Do you say Bridget or Breed? I say Bridget. I say um, Bridget. Yeah, okay. I say Bridget. Uh, to me, Breed is more is the other spelling. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's Bridie, Breed, Brisha, Bridget, Brigid. People have all these nice ways to say it. I use Bridget. Okay, I don't so we'll use. I, yeah, but I don't think that there's a... Um, a wrong way yeah yeah, yeah so we'll right. use Bridget so maybe let's yeah. start by you maybe you could tell our listeners who this is who is Bridget mm-hmm. well <laughs> she as I think it's um the first thing we should say is and this is something that we've written about is that she is an enigma mm. you know she is this really there's not a lot that's really really known about her as a goddess um, a lot of the stuff that we hear about her is a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes from Ireland. That's her source, the most recent source that we know of. She's considered an Irish goddess and saint. And um, I, we think she's been around for a long, long, long time that she's just morphed, as have other goddesses, into the one that we currently know her as. But a lot of people associate her with the Irish, you know, the, the traditional association with Irish goddess Bridget. Yes. So in the intro, which was written by Judica Isles, she says, Bridget is a goddess of artisanry, poetry, smithcraft, healing, fertility, midwifery, prosperity, and protection. Uh So I also, when I tune into Bridget, well, let's just say, no, she's also, before I say about me tuning into her, just in general, she's associated with both water and fire. So she's like flames, real, real fiery goddess, but also associated with sacred wells and the healing qualities of, of water. So, and then also, uh, Judica Isle says as a goddess, she takes various forms as a woman of various ages from a girl to a crone as a serpent, as a pillar of fire, and as a woman with flames emanating from her head. And also she's a triple goddess. So maiden mother crone. So she's a real, she's got a lot of aspects <laughs> a lot going she on. She contains multitudes. And one yeah. of her, her, one of her triplicities also is, is, one that we like to refer to, she's three sisters, all named oh. Bridget. Mm-hmm. Oh, three yeah. sisters, like three sisters, like the fates, sort of, sort of, yeah. Sort that's of. how, yeah, yeah. So Bridget, Bridget, and Bridget, and that's the three aspects of this that you see. You know, the main three aspects with the forge, the healing. You know, it. So she's got those. That's another. She's all about triples. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you were saying before we actually started recording something about how she helps us or she emanates or how do you how would you put well, it? Well, her exact you, you words say were calm the fuck down. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if you think about it too, and I think Laura would agree to, you know, I mean, goddesses are 
some goddesses are really they really attract people because they're like strong women you know mm -hmm. like the morgan and you know isis or kali you know you see and they're like fiery and i'm gonna kick your ass and bridget strolls in and she's like everybody calm the fuck down <laughs> calm down take a breath what are we doing here you know oh that's and, so um, interesting that's we we I already recorded the uh, oh yeah. go ahead I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say we already recorded the energy report, but we literally I was talking about the power of doing that, of slowing down. You'll listeners will hear after this, but go ahead. What were you saying, Laura? I just think she comes in knowing what we need and trying to get us to slow down so that we can see what we need, where we're going and um, how to get there. Mm, She's like a mom, you know, and part of that healing aspect. Mm -hmm. like a good mom. Yeah. But also the kind of mom you want <laughs> to me she has because i i would say my main source of magic my main kind of like practice of magic these days is angel magic and to me mm. bridget has such a angelic energy and when i say that what i mean is like to me angelic is energy is super strong and it's super about aligning with what is best in each moment like what's for everyone's truest and highest good aligning every situation your body like it that's to me angelic energy and to me Bridget really has that too do you guys have that experience oh absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. we felt really guided when we put together this anthology because it really kind of this was not a big planned thing we were on a totally different track oh. and then yeah we were gonna do a class and you know whatnot and in this just kind of, we kept hearing from different people their experiences with Bridget about how meaningful because you don't see a lot about her like I said everyone really posts about other goddesses you know they're like all these other ones but everybody has an underlying story of Bridget it seemed like and I was like huh and Laura was like huh you know <laughs> maybe we should uh we should put these together because there's not you know there there are anthologies about Bridget but there it there weren't any that focused on people who were not native to Ireland mm. and that was a little bit of a sticking point because we always want to uplift native voices right mm -hmm. um, but so much of Bridget spreading through the world is the result of immigration and people on the move so she is was steadfast enough that she traveled with these people, think about your ancestors. Think about people that you've met who don't necessarily have ancestry from over there, you know, across the pond, Ireland, England, Wales, you know, these places where she's found. And it seems like everybody has a Bridget story or it's like, how did you hear about Bridget? Oh, well, you know, on the internet or, or you know, I was in this group and somebody told me about this goddess and I was really intrigued and she really fits what I do. Mm -hmm. And so we were really intrigued by the stories of people who had ancestors who traveled and who Bridget has somehow found and has morphed from this very localized goddess presence into a world revered goddess. I mean, she truly is everywhere. Yeah. And that was really important for us, I think, to really kind of share that aspect of her as well. So tell us about your, um, what, what is your organization called? It's the Sanctuary of Bridget. Sanctuary and, of Bridget. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Um, I don't know if we're so much in order of priestesses as we are. It's just a group that gathered to have a little collective place to 
promote each other doing good things because we think mm. Bridget serves as an example oh, of nice. how to be of service, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and okay. um, yeah, so it's not really, um, we don't have a, we don't have a, um, a local place. We're not an official, like a nonprofit or anything like that. Um, we're just a collective of people and what we're trying to promote right now as part of that is people doing good works in their own communities. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, you can't change the world, but you can affect change on your own small patch of grass. Right. Which, yeah. yeah. Which is exactly what Bridget did. It's that angelic energy again. So Mm -hmm. tell us, so when you say, which is exactly what Bridget did, like give us an example. I mean, I know there's a story of the, the saint of St. Bridget, um, which was kind of like when Christianity took over, right? She morphed into a saint, right. but maybe mm-hmm. like give us some of the stories about her, how she did well, did good in the world yeah. in various incarnations of her story. Well, like Carol said, a lot of the stories that we get are the stories of the saint. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. But that's where it was recorded, but we know that she was a saint because the people wouldn't let go of her. Right. 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 So she supplied food when people were hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, She spread out her cloak and, and built the, um, at Kildare and built her, mm, I don't want to call it a church, but, but, you know, um, I think church is okay. It's her sacred place. It's still a Catholic, I mean, to this Mm -hmm. day, right? Uh, Yes. Sacred space in Catholicism. Right. And so I just, I see her as meeting you where you are. And, and I mean, I want to say protecting, but caring for you. Like you Mm -hmm. said, that, that angelic Mm -hmm. coming beside and lifting up, but also, I mean, there are sides of her that are fierce. Like she's, she's nobody's, uh, she doesn't get pushed over, you know, she's strong and, and isn't afraid to stand up to power. Like she's not, she wants, the way I see her is power with not power over. Mm -hmm. And, and she didn't, um, her essence is strength, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not power over. And that's, that's part of the it. Tuatha De Danan kind of energy too, right? Like that from what, it, maybe you guys can talk about this because from what I understand about the Tuatha De Danan, which did I pronounce that correctly? I think so. So <laughs> I think, you know, Irish is, it is really, I look at some of the words from, from our, and I'm like, yeah, no, I need, I need a lesson because I mean, I it think is, a lot of in paganism, a lot of the times it's like, well, no one's really pronouncing it correctly. So we'll just say, as long <laughs> as we know what we're talking about. Right. But, and we, yeah and when you know when you look to that you you know you see her as the daughter of you know you you see all of these like these stories of that come from those legends like she's the daughter of Dougal the Brown she's the wife of um hang on a second um daughter of the Dagda daughter you know um you know so there's this this whole mix-up where they you know they say and this is debated, you know, where her soldiers were called brigands, and that's where the Brigantia comes from. But some people say that that's a different goddess, and you know, she's the wife of Brez, um, who was the ruler of the the Tuath, and their son was the one who was wounded 
you know, at the battle, and that's where, you know, but he was, you know, he was slain in combat, and this is said to be the first instance of keening. So keening, that loud shriek, that lament, um, the traditional keening that's very, you know, much Irish in nature is said to come from Bridget. Um, you know, so they say that she was the wife of um, Turan, Turan, and she had three sons. And, you know, so it all mixes up with Lou. And so she's kind of spread through all of these legends and they're all just a little bit different, um, but they're kind of like fables in the fact that they have a, there's just, there's something that she does in each one that has promoted a certain legend like with Keening or the fact when she went to the King of Leicester and she said, I want this land for my church. And he said, well, you, well, you know, however far you can spread your cloak is what you can have. Well, she mm -hmm. spread her cloak and it covered the land. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's where this comes from. And so we, you know, we say you sit under this mantle that she spreads out because it encompasses everything as far as the eye can see. Um, so there's all of these, you, you really could, you could turn to all of these different legends and lore and myths everywhere about her. And there's, you know, they say that she was the foster mother of Jesus. You know, that's more, that's the saint, of course, that's not the goddess, but. I didn't know that one. Yeah, she's considered, Mary that's where her midwifery, her, her oh. being a patroness, she was, she was the midwife. Yeah. And the foster mother of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that comes under the, well, she's called, and she's also called Mary of the Gale. I mean, mm -hmm. that's her, that another name that, for her. Because so, mm -hmm. to me, she like angelic, but also divine feminine. I mean, this is an incarnation of the goddess, like right. the Absolutely. goddess, yes. <laughs> capitalized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious if people want to work with her, how do you have recommendations for that? Yeah, like how to get started on that? She's very easy to work with, I think. Um, you know, I would say if you were going to get anything or do anything with Bridget, it would be to get a candle. That's where you start to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Laura? That would be my thing to tell somebody is to start with lighting a candle. Fire. Fire mm -hmm. and, and water, you mm -hmm. know, have a chalice with water and um and just call her in or call her in i i believe sorry putting my water down i believe um that she's sitting there waiting for us she's a patient goddess she's long suffering and she'll wait for you i i'm i know she waited for me i know she waited for me for um this probably sounds really weird but i'm weird <laughs> so i'm just gonna say it i know We're she waited weird. for me for hundreds of years I know that. Um, and how did she show up for you then? A friend said that she was going to Glastonbury for the conference mm -hmm. and wanted to know if I wanted to go. And it was like three weeks before she was leaving. I'm, like, I'm not going to. I'd never been abroad. I'm not going to England. I've got things to do. <laughs> I can't just drop my life and go to England. And my partner said, why can't you? Mm. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> so... I went and um, as I was preparing to go and reading Bridget's name just kept coming up and coming up and coming mm -hmm. up. And then I thought, you know what, I'm not going to just go to Glastonbury. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go to London because I'd never been out of the United. Well, I had been out of the United States. I'd never been to England. And um, so I traveled alone to London, which was 
all of my family was like, you're doing what? (laughs) And I spent four days there alone. And the minute I stepped on that ground, I knew I was home. It Mm. was the most profound. I mean, I was just like, what is this feeling? Mm. Why am I not like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I landed on the hottest day on record over there. And I couldn't check into my Airbnb for like five hours. And it just was all okay. It was like, Mm. okay. (laughs) Um, And so I just kept reading about her and reading about her. I took a um, class with Marion at the conference about Bridget. Um, Bridget's number is 19. Everywhere I went, everything was 19, 19, 19, 19. I'm like, okay, what's happening here? Mm. I got home. I went to my mother's house and she gave me a book um, that is about our, um, it's our genealogy. And where I was in London is where my family is from. I didn't know. Oh, wow. I thought my whole family was from Ireland, Oh wow! but this part of my family was from, um, the London area. Um, the well is covered over now, but they were at Bridget's well at oh. one of her wells. That's where they were from. Wow. And their last name is Bridwell, which oh. is, well, yeah. So that's why I say for hundreds of years, mm. she's been waiting for me and I had no idea. I didn't feel like anybody was coming after me or, but once I said yes to that, she was like, and here I am. I really feel this because I mean, we've had talked, we've talked to a lot of people about different goddesses and I haven't really connected with any of them, but it feels like I was like, let me tune in. It was very easy for me to connect to her. And also I do feel like maybe this is exactly what I'm supposed to, because as I was saying, like, the energy report this week is that I do on this podcast is all about like basically just chilling the fuck out, essentially <laughs> like yes. being where you are. And it feel like I can feel that extra support from her. Like, yeah. And it feels very grounding too. It's like a very, like it is angelic, but it feels very like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's all fine. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the great thing about her. So if people wanted to learn more about her, there's some good book. Um, Lunea Mm -hmm. Weatherstone has a, has a good book out about Bridget. Courtney Weber has a book about Bridget that are informational. Um, And of course we have a book about Bridget, but that is a collection of personal stories and recipes and poems and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but still you can kind of get a feel of how she's worked in other people's lives. So read that's what I would read, mm-hmm. you know, um, be discerning. There's a lot of personal gnosis out on the internet about her, mm-hmm. not necessarily ba- based in fa- people will say, well, this is the way it is, but we don't really know the way that it was. We can only go off of, you know, the things that have been written in modern re- recent kind of times, but you know, but your feelings are important as well. How you feel when you work with an, you know, with deity or goddess or, you know, whatever you call it is also important, but, you know, light that candle. Bridget had flame keepers. Um, they light these, keep a flame every night all around the world. Someone's got a candle lit for Bridget right now somewhere. Hmm. And, and we have a group that we do that with, that oh, anybody is welcome to join. Oh. And we have a um, flame keeping group. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Sisters of the Flame. 
it, you can find it on Facebook, but we have a permanent rota of flame keepers. And then we have people that also tend to flame at the same time and um, just share photos of their flames and their little altars and whatnot. And it's just nice to know. I, I like that somewhere in the world right now, there's a flame lit for her. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a great way to start, you know, get a little candle, read right. about her, light a flame and, you know, just maintain this flame in honor of this goddess. And you'll start to feel your connections form as you learn more about how you want to work. Some people work with her strictly through water. Um, you know, that's one of her aspects as well. So and it's just um it's just a really i find it very gratifying to light the candle and sit there for a few minutes and just commune mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the other thing that i do to connect with her is i'm up very early in the morning i'm just an early riser and so i get my I, i'm a quilter so i grab a quilt and um my backyard faces east so the sun comes up over the canyon i live in a canyon and she's um the goddess of the dawn and so I watch that sunrise mm. and um and I feel her I mean like she's there with me yeah um or to the west of me right across the street is um a river and I go on hot summer days and sit by the river and and am there with her in the in her watery aspect too she's everywhere and that Carol and I talk about it all the time, like Bridget's everywhere, mm -hmm. wherever you look, she's there and she's easy to love. Ah, that's so yeah, beautiful. I, I can just that. feel and sense so many of our listeners being like, <gasps> like just awakening to this energy as they're yeah, hearing this. It really, so. it really is a balm. It really is a yeah. balm in, in the world today. You know, when you don't have to, when you don't have to battle with anything or fight to feel yeah. a certain way with this you can just sit there mm. even if it's just for a minute you know and that's the thing I tell everybody you can take 60 seconds take 15 seconds because really you know some people are just like I just don't have any time take 15 seconds close your yeah. eyes take in those breaths and just even if you just envision a flame in your head and just think about her mantle being thrown over you around your shoulders mm -hmm. you know and you're okay. Right in that moment, you're okay. You're breathing, you know, just, yeah. just yeah. connect just for a second. And, you know, if you can pick up those little pieces of connection through the day, you know, I find that, you know, when I have, I'm, I get very frenzied and when I just stop, I'm like, okay, breathe in and breathe out, you know, and just, just let it flow for a minute. And then, you know, you find that you maybe can kind of pull yourself together somewhat yeah. you know I have I have um problems with anxiety you know really badly sometimes and it's been really helpful for me to to because I was like you know all that hullabaloo about deep breathing and you know whatever <laughs> you know, I know Laura laughs <laughs> I'm like because Laura's Laura's very calming and and whatnot I'm like Lah! you know <laughs> so just like and I'm like okay 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 it's that vagal nerve you know you just want to just kind of because it's jumping around and just it's like you know kind of petting the back of a cat right just like no. okay okay very gently now and just you know stop that little crackle of energy and just you know redirect it into a stream 
instead of, you know, a class three rapid or something, you just want to take it down to a light trickle. And yeah, you know, there's a time and place for that kind of energy, um, but you want to control it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think another way that um, is, is easy, accessible to connect Mm -hmm. with her is she is um, the goddess of the flame, the hearth goddess. And so um, the center of the house is where traditionally the flame was and the center of our modern homes is our kitchen and so you can connect with her as you cook like Mm -hmm. she's there in that flame and and so you know we all eat or I hope that we all eat or we are all making a smoothie or something and she's there in that kitchen in that central place with us where we can connect Mm -hmm. she's there with us She's the creatrix, really. You know, she think of her the goddess of creativity and whatever. So, as you create something, food, you know, as you blend your smoothie, you that's you know, food magic when you blend these things together to make something tasty that nourishes your body. And it's medicine. And she's right. Yeah. It's healing, and she's present in that. So even this little small things, you know, you write a page in a journal. Or you sit on the phone with a friend and hatch a plan for something exciting. Her energy is there in that. It's a creative energy. It's the manifestation, this blossoming, this putting forth of whatever. When you do something good for somebody else, you know, if, you know, you drop a a dollar in a cup or you pay for lunch for a friend who's having hard times or you donate a box of diapers to a diaper pantry, you know, or you just spend time with somebody because time is a valuable exchange as well. When you do these serve, when you do these acts of service in benefit of other people, she is very much present in that, you know, and then you just have to stop and think about that just for a second. It's another way to connect. I love it. It's so beautiful. So um, could you tell our listeners your sun, moon and rising? And then I have, we have one more question before we wrap up. Right. Natasha, unless you had anything else. No? no. Okay. Yeah. Just the normal things we ask at the end. So okay. quickly, Carol, tell us. I, Le- I am a Leo sun, Aries moon, Sagittarius rising. So all the fire. Also, we have mm-hmm. the same birthday, yes. although I'm on the Virgo side and she's yeah. on the Leo side. Okay. Uh, and does it Laura, depend on the year? Yeah. Year? Like when oh, yeah. exactly the sun moves out of uh, Leo. and yeah. Leo hasn't been in my, the sun has not been in Leo at my place of birth, at the time that I was born, it's happened one time since my birth. I was born in 67. Oh, the wow. sun was in Leo at the time of my birth and location in 1972, and it hasn't been there since. Yeah, oh. it's so like for, the actual my, cusp, you know, yeah. so oh, it depends wow. on the yeah, time. Yeah, really is. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Rick Springfield is a Leo in case. Oh, he is also oh. a Leo. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he is. Okay. <laughs> so, and Laura, what's your sun, moon, and rising? <laughs> I am a Capricorn sun, Pisces moon, Gemini rising. Okay. Magical. And then also now tell our listeners where they can find you online. Yeah. Um, Well, we have a sanctuaryofbridget.com website. That's where you can find information about our Bridget stuff and um, the book and what we are, our projects that we're still getting going is called Elements of Philanthropy. And it's just different ways to be of service to people in your own community. Um, we like to, we collect statistics about that, that we want to publish every quarter or every six months so people can see, you know, on there. It's a way for us to kind of 
be active in that without actually having to handle money, which is something we're trying to avoid right mm-hmm. now. So because we're just not in a good place for that. So and then I have a website, carolcrow.com, and then I'm building one right now for us called LuellaCrow.com, which is it's not even a thing yet. And then we're on social media, Laura. You're on, on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Luella. And yeah. Okay. Me. We'll link it all in the show notes. So yeah. Can- well, thank you guys so much. So just to remind everyone, yeah. their book is called Bridget's Light, Tending the Ancestral Flame of the Beloved Celtic Goddess. Thank you guys again. For yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for having us. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed that. So now it's time for the energy report. <laughs> Love it. Okay, great. So the energy report. You know, I was looking at the energy and then I was like, what's happening? And then I saw that we are in the shadow period mm-hmm. for Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde coming up. Yeah. So essentially what I want to say here is it does feel a little, you know, um, that you might be feeling already this kind of feeling, this vague sense of feeling against the flow or like, oh, I when I tuned into it deeper, it seemed to actually be around this thing of I need answers. Why can't I get answers? I have put oh. this out, but why aren't I receiving answers? So. A couple of things came to mind, and one of them is, what if you didn't need to know? And this reminded me of last week when I was talking about the um, client I had who I was speaking to, her brother who had passed away, and he was like, you're never going to know all the answers. Like, mm. the, you, he showed me this picture of the galaxy, I could, and, I, and he was like, this is, it's never, you're never going to know it all. Like it's unknowable. So what I want to say is, especially because we're also in Taurus season, eclipse season, there's a lot going on, guys. What a year. What a year. I'm a Pisces rising and it was supposed to be an easy year for me. have not experienced that. I mean, okay. But a lot of it is because you have this book coming out, which is actually really Mm -hmm. great. No, it's not. It really isn't. Like this last week was... But no, that's not. Oh, okay. It really okay. isn't. There's been a lot. It's other I stuff mean, too. I will say that a lot of it is that I am purposefully challenging myself Expanding. to expand. Yeah, yeah, I am doing that. So that is my part of it. And but there was something about what I had read in the astrology for Pisces rising is it's like because Jupiter is is in Pisces and Jupiter is this planet of expansion. So it's like, yeah, this is a great time to expand. You're going to mm. just like hop on the right. you know, train and it's going to be easy peasy. And like right. you're it blessed. Really all the time. Like and that. no, that didn't. I didn't yeah. I'm not experiencing that. I mean, it's great. And I love life. I love my life. But, you know, it has growing pains galore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And yeah, the book's part of it, but not. No. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. Anyway, um, so what I want to say is if you can, again, because it's Taurus, I mean, I'm not an astrologer, but like what happens is I'll feel the energy and then I'll be like, I'll check it with the astrology. Like, is this, does this make sense for the astrology? If it doesn't, I still say it, but it makes sense to me that when you are wanting to not 
when you're wanting to know answers and you're not getting answers to tune into your body, to just be in with the body's wisdom, you know, Mm -hmm. in our society, I feel like it's like we downplay so much the body's wisdom and we really up upsell the brain's wisdom, you know, like the brain's ability to figure things out. And it's just not the case when you're in that place of like, uh, with emotional issues, it's just it's it's just not going to help you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so tuning into the body, coming back to yourself, come slowing down, slowing down your breath. Um, I want to tell a little story that I was watching Amazing Race with. Did I tell you this story already? No. Okay, I was watching Amazing Race with my child and um. There's this couple on that have had been on before, like years before, and they were really high strung the first time. This time, since then, they've like found meditation and all these practices. And so they really, I even, I watched this video and he was saying that like they would get on each day, they would find gratitude for all of the teams and just Uh send, like find one thing about each person, even if it was hard and like appreciate them and appreciate their experience and like slow down and like really take it in and be in that kind of state and they were at the very end this is an old and this isn't last season they were at the very end and they were having a problem like they had to put together a drum kit and there was like this one tiny piece that they didn't know what why did they keep not getting why did they keep not winning and they wouldn't tell them what they were doing wrong but it was this one tiny piece and finally they just looked at each other and the wife was like we need to breathe and like (laughs) instead of like rushing like oh my god like it's so high stakes they're literally competing against another team who's also doing the same thing at the very last it's the last thing they have to do before they win a million dollars and they just slowed down and they took three breaths and then they were like, okay. And then they found it immediately. I love it. So, yeah. So it's like they tuned into their body. They tuned into, they just like slowed down. And our brain, our inner critic really wants us to believe that if we just go faster, if we just do the thing, then it, but you know what? We can be like, that's so sweet. You're scared. I understand that. I know why you want to do that. But let's just you know what, we're going to take a breath here and be the inner adult. And so not that this week is seeming like terrible or anything, but it's just giving us an opportunity to um, come to a more peaceful place when we when we're out of control, like when we don't know exactly why things aren't happening. Maybe we don't need to know what if we could just let go of knowing and just know, Okay, well, this is where I am right now. Mm hmm. Um, there was one. Oh, the other thing I did want to say is like those, which is something I experienced this week that seems to be helpful to know about this week is that in between stage, it's like, it seems like it, when you're at, when you don't have control and you're in that in between stage, it seems like it brings up whatever happened to you in childhood when you were out of control or you didn't feel safe or there was that like uncomfortable feeling of like, well, I I have to control this. I don't know where I am. So you may want to just recognize like, oh, what did I do in childhood? How was it like for me in childhood when I couldn't control things or things weren't going the way I liked it? And then just be really kind to yourself and remind that part of you that you're in the present now, that you're here now and like 
It's okay. You you got this. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to say. I love it. I love how it really is aligned with Taurus season because it's so earthy. Yeah. And it to me, like all that you were describing with coming into your body and breathing, I feel like that in some ways is how I think of my spiritual path in general mm. is like come into my body, breathe, transcend. Well, because also being a Virgo, having yeah. a lot of Mercury in my chart, like I did when I was younger, I was so in my head and it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I did find that I also had that ability to come into my body mm. in the end, just how much peace and how much presence. I mean, and so that, to me, that that's what I teach a lot in mm. the Wisdom Circle web chats. We always start with and bring that in before our meditation is not just conscious breathing, but how conscious breathing can be a... Like a window into your whole body awareness. Yeah. And so then your mind is still part of it, but it's like connected to the rest of the body, which it always is. It's just now you're becoming aware of it. And so you're inhabiting all the wisdom of your body and mind. Because when you cut off from any part of yourself, it's not going to feel good. Mm -hmm. Like whatever part that is. And when we go into this thing of like, my brain can figure this out. That's how I'll get out mm-hmm. of here. Then you're you really are just you're cutting off from a lot of wisdom and from yourself. Yeah, and it also reminded me of the acid trip that I reference. I mm. often reference <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was like nineteen, and I was. I feel like this was part of why I even got set onto the this path that I've been on was that. I was uncomfortable and then my brain was just trying to figure everything out. Oh, this and this and this. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, if I do this. And it was just like getting so uncomfortable. And then I remember like part of what my higher self or the divine said to me was, (laughs) I remember it really clearly. I was like, you don't have to understand everything. And like that phrase, you don't have to understand. I was like, oh, oh." I was just like, oh, thank you. Of course I don't. And of course I couldn't ever anyway. (laughs) It's such a trauma response for me to think I need to understand in order to be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, such a trauma response. And I and mean, I remember ourselves, like even to yeah. try, I mean, I was like trying to analyze myself, like, oh, yeah. here's my problem. Oh, this is my, it's like, right. man, what you if don't. you just stop? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that client's brother was saying, you'll never be able yeah. to. Yeah. So like what, and what if it's not about being the most special, the most, what, what if it's just about being right here? Like yeah. not like trying your best to trust that what you're supposed to know you're going to know yeah and like maybe when you slow down you will but if you don't then then that's okay that's not your right next step then yeah and also you don't have to heal everything right this minute no you really don't that's another thing that keeps us out of the present moment is this idea that that well, you can only I'm be healed, safe if yeah. you if you know if you heal everything. I mean, if you're yeah. completely healed, then you'll be safe. Yeah, safe or happy or whatever the story mm-hmm. is. Like somehow you're postponing just being present with yeah yourself well, in the I, moment. I think when we think it's like oh then I'll be happy. I think it's really well then I'll be safe because uh, right, why yeah. do you want to be happy? Because you want that's a feel good way to say safe. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, can I just tell you, I want to tell you something really quickly. I had this experience this morning when I, and I don't know what plant this is, so I'll figure it out. But there's this beautiful 
plant or flower. I don't know. It might be a rhododendron. I don't know. But it's right outside my window where I wash dishes. And um, it's starting to bloom. And long story short, I tuned into it. Like I just had this sudden inspiration. I was like, I think this plant has some interesting information for me. <laughs> so I tuned in and essentially it was like showing me because it's starting to bloom. It's like still in the bud pretty tightly, but I could feel it. And it was showing me about how it will be helpful for me to breathe in, to open my heart more. Like mm. that because I do have more stability that I've gained this week and over the past couple of weeks. And it was showing me how like it has a lot of stability. It spends a long time growing that stability and then one time a year then it blooms from the heart it like mm. it'll open mm. I love it yeah and I really felt this like oh my god this like oh yeah centering on my heart like breathing into my heart and like and just how much there is when I do that and when we do that like there's so much more like you just get to know yourself in this bigger way and loving gentle way so Maybe throw that into your practice this week. The, yes, because so this was, I was smiling so much because this was such a perfect segue oh, to good. practical magic. And okay. now it is time for practical magic. So this week, this is what I got was to work with plants, to communicate oh with plants, to tune into plants. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to, to plant seeds, maybe like maybe plant physical, like physically plant seeds, maybe also plant seeds of your intention mm. as we move forward into towards summer in the northern hemisphere. Um, you could get yourself flowers. You could just go outside in nature and really tune in just like Natasha did. Any plant that calls to you or even if you're like not necessarily having a plant call to you, you just want to go talk to a plant, yeah. it will offer you some guidance and healing and it, not just, you know, mental guidance because I'm sure you had this experience Natasha when you communicated with the rhododendron or whatever it was mm -hmm. it is it's in your body that you can you receive it's like an yes. energy healing yeah. you receive so yeah there there can be like things we can relate that have to do with words but when you receive it it's like a full body kind of thing yeah so so yeah it's a great great uh time to do plant magic, plant communication, spending time outside working in your garden, walking barefoot on the soil, mm. which of course also aligns with the energy report of coming into your yes. body. So in the Southern Hemisphere, I also want to mention the wheel of the year is at a different point. This is a time when the window between the realm of the living and the realm of the dead is very open for you guys mm. over there. So this would be for you guys a good time to communicate with loved ones on the other side. Mm. I think it's always a good time. So. It's, yeah, to, com to, to spend time in nature with plants or to communicate with loved ones on the other side. These yeah. are evergreen topics. True, true. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as this week goes, these mm -hmm. to me seem yeah. like would be good activities for you. Yeah. I didn't mean to negate that. I was just throwing it out there. No, Go that ahead, is a talk good point. All right. Well, that's great. Thanks. So before we get our cards, I'll just let you know that you can find me at highestlighthealing.com if you'd like to schedule a session with me. Um, 
or whatever you'd like to do. And <laughs> you can go to Instagram <laughs> you- at Highest Healing. Okay, and you can find me at testfighters.com and you can find a lot of really inspiring content there at testfighters.com. There's a search bar. So if you're looking for a specific type of spell or meditation or information about magic, you can type that into the search bar. Um, And you can find me on Instagram at test4444. <laughs> four fours. Four Tess four 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 four. And at uh Facebook at Tess Whitehurst, author and YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. I bet if they put in Tess and just start with one four, you'd pop up. Probably. Good point. You one, could also just search guess. Tess Whitehurst. I'm just saying if they couldn't remember how many fours, they'd find you still. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So and did are, we say where we could find us? Did we say magicmondaypodcast.com? We've said it. <coughs> we've said it. No, okay. we said it earlier, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. we didn't mention that there is a Facebook group, but uh, Magic Monday, we both are not really on Facebook much. but We do also have a newsletter that I, oh, yeah. I send it out whenever uh, there's a new episode and I put pictures of the cards in there. And also Natasha sends out a monthly wrap up of our topics. It's true. That's 100% true. So what are you picking from today? So Magic of Flowers Oracle this week. What about you? I'm picking from The Muse Tarot by Chris Ann. Okay. So I drew Carnation, which is Rebirth. Ooh. Yeah. So um, I do like that for because the new moon was... Saturday and then Beltane or Samhain was Sunday and now the moon is waxing mm-hmm. um, and so kind of maybe the rebirth energy is opening up to what's new in your life like mm. these new because I do think like you were mentioning being in this space of uncertainty mm-hmm. which I I'm not going through that as much right now but mm-hmm. I did when I was like what is what I feel like something's changing, but I don't know what I remember. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know where we were going to live because right. before. We, so that feeling of uncertainty, I feel like many of you might be feeling that. But what if there's also kind of like stuff you can feel into as far as, oh, yeah, I do want to express this or maybe I can let this aspect of myself shine. So kind of well, like yeah. tuning in. That's what I was feeling like. Even like that's why I was talking about in the energy report, like with if you just what if you didn't know all the answers, then you'll they will. Maybe I didn't say this, but like then you can let yourself be where you are. Like just be. Oh, I do want to do like, this thing. I do yes. want to be he- over here. Like I slow down like, oh, a plant is talking to me. And I'm getting this information, you know, it's like you can really be where you are. Like letting go of the stuff that, like the stories about Mm -hmm. like what, oh, what am I? Well, what is happening? Well, what instead of like when you don't have those, that analyzing, then what does that feel like just to be? Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to describe it. That's how I actually exactly use those words in the when I wrote it up for Mind Body Green oh. like the letting go of the stories and yeah. also like you know that example from the Amazing Race they stopped and then they won a million dollars so there you go um <laughs> okay I picked the page of materials which 
um, it's interesting because in this picture, you can see she's like com- talking to a rose. Oh, wow. And oh, yeah, that is so tourist season. It's so yeah. everything we were tuning into, both yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah, it's like grounding into the moment and letting your, you know, when I tune into this picture, it's like opening your heart to the moment letting yourself like it's funny because her head is obstructed by this rose that she's communicating with and it's kind of like yeah just kind of letting the head space go and so that you can feel that creation of like creating with the with the rose with the earth with like whatever's coming to you yeah i mean the key words that it says in here is manifesting, discovering how to create abundance, practicing, planning, learning, new energy and new beginnings, new skills, a student working on the future, the natural laws of creation. And planting seeds. That mm-hmm. I didn't emphasize that as much, but I do feel like whether you plant physical seeds, you plant plants in your garden, or you plant the seeds of intention this week, that all feels aligned. It says, and this does too, tap into the youthful and prosperous energy that's available to you right now and play, learn, study, explore, and practice. Keep working your way up leaf by leaf. Yeah. Embody and ground this magical creator energy and diligently grow into your ideal state of love. Beautiful. I think that's what the plant was telling me too. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon. Have a great week. one time when I was listening to John Denver.